Is a popular popular podcast. Do not be afraid. Welcome to Popular History, a library of Catholic knowledge and insights brought to you daily. My name is Greg, and today we're looking at the second known martyr from church history. And I should note that John the Baptist was kind of robbed here as being counted as a martyr in church history, but his trouble is it's not traditionally considered church history until Pentecost. So basically, he died too early to be counted. There were also, of course, plenty of Jewish martyrs before John, and they all should be venerated by Christians. Anyways, let's carry on with our habit of quoting from Acts, this time from chapter 12. Quote, It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. End quote. This is actually simply serving as part of the run-up to miraculous stuff happening around Peter. But Peter's always having miraculous stuff happening around him in Acts, so that's hardly news at this point. But pointing out the apostolic proto-martyr? That dude sounds hardcore. And he was, as we'll see in a moment. But first, let's get some name stuff out of the way because the King Herod mentioned in this is definitely not King Herod the Great of the Holy Innocents, that is, of baby-killing fame, who is long dead at this point. Rather, it seems to be his grandson, Herod Agrippa, who, though Jewish, was raised in Rome. And yes, the Agrippa part of his name was in honor of that Agrippa, Caesar's buddy, the Pantheon Builder guy. As for James... Since there are two apostles named James, I should note that this is James the Greater. We'll talk about James the Less a fair bit soon. Suffice to say, he was pretty great in his own right. But our James, at least if you ask the Spanish, was, well, greater. Why are we asking the Spanish? Well, obviously, because James the Greater went to Spain and taught the gospel there. When he got discouraged by the difficulty of the work, he was consoled by Our Lady, who took some time to bilocate over to Spain and show up with a ton of angels while standing on a pillar. Then James made his way all the way back to the Holy Land to have his head cut off, after which his corpse miracles its way back over to northwest Spain to await rediscovery by a Catholic monarch just in time to start taking back that region from the Muslims in the Reconquista. It's a beautiful timing for propaganda purposes, absolutely coincidental, I'm sure. Anyways, we'll revisit all that in a few hundred years when we get, you know, there. Okay, as you probably gathered, I've got a fair number of citation-needed type notes on all that stuff, but hey, I do love it when things start reaching golden legend levels of straining credulity, so I hope you don't mind passing along some of those stories as we go. In our categories of believability, I do think a lot of the uh, Spanish stuff counts as a five. Sorry, it's just... Uh, it's category five. Sorry, folks. Since we are there, I will try to sound more skeptical than usual. Of course, the main sign you'll be getting from me for that is increased salinity. Salt, salt, salt. Take James's journeys with lots of salt. Then again, Christianity spread somehow, didn't it? My main gripe with this story is how convenient it is for the folks that found the sacred pillar and tomb, and how it doesn't fit well with the rest of the tradition. But there are kookier stories out there, like 
Jeremiah's tomb being in Ireland, or Jesus Christ's younger brother leading armies in China during the last days of the Qing. The latter of those has a massive body count, which always takes the fun out of such craziness. Speaking of body count, when I mentioned this account of James's martyrdom was actually part of a build-up to some miraculous stuff going around Peter, the main point of that miraculous stuff is ensuring that Peter himself doesn't get added to Herod Agrippa's body count. After all, it wouldn't do for Peter to get martyred in Jerusalem in AD 44. No, he's got places to be. And it seems, after these events, Peter set sail to establish a new thing, an apostolic see in a new land, where his successors would always remember their church was founded by St. Peter. See you tomorrow as we explore the adventures of Peter in, oh, in Antioch. Oh, I, I definitely thought you were going another direction with that. Anyways, thank you for listening. God bless you all.